Well, good morning again. Like I said, uh, I'm so grateful that we can be nimble and go online and you all can stay home and warm. And that's probably a good place since it's rather foggy out this morning. And today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Name, which is when Jesus and Mary and Joseph, or Jesus, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple to be circumcised. It used to be called the Feast of Circumcision, but it was changed with the 1979 prayer book to be the Feast of the Holy Name. And as we know, when the angel comes to Joseph in a dream and tells him that they will, he will name the child Jesus, that he will be the savior for all, that that comes to fruition when they go to the temple. Imagine for a moment you are Mary or Joseph, and you're taking your son to the temple to be circumcised. You're a little nervous because you know the pain that will be short-lived, but nevertheless, no parent likes to have their child be crying or know that they're going to be in pain. So they're nervous and filled with trepidation. And we can imagine the rabbi looking upon them with love and giving them a, a quiet smile and affirming that it will be okay. That'll only take a moment and this rite of passage for a baby will have, for a male baby will have taken place. We have rites of passage too in our church today. We have baptism, which we'll celebrate next week. We also have confirmation when, and reception when people decide to join the church. Confirmation is usually something a, a high school student does, but it's not unknown for adults to be confirmed as well. We have rites of passage that are part of our lives as Christians. Marriage, death, all of those things that make us human, and all of those things that Mary and Joseph would have been aware of when they took Jesus to the temple. By now we assume that everyone knows what is going on with Mary and Joseph and that she is an unwed mother, soon to be betrothed to him. And they carry on their lives anyway. This rite of passage is so important to them that they're willing to, as I said on Christmas Eve, listen to the whisperings in the village about Mary's condition. But it also signifies with the circumcision of Jesus a new way, a new way of being and a new way of living. And we celebrate, I think, apropos on January 1st, because so many of us, myself included, will have made New Year's resolutions. Certainly we may forget about them by January 2nd or even January 7th, but we're filled with hope and we're filled with the ability to feel like we can do anything. On January 1st, just as Joseph and Mary felt that hope, as they gazed upon the baby Jesus. What hopes and dreams do we share as a human family on this day? What hopes and dreams do you share 
maybe with a friend or a confidant today? And most of all, what do you share with God? What draws you to come here virtually this morning? What makes you realize that this is the beginning of a new year and everything is laid out before us? It's a new and fresh beginning, just like Jesus' circumcision was a new and fresh beginning for this family, this holy family, a family that we adore and love. So I want to wish you all a happy new year. And someday, as I said to our senior warden, Owen, the other day, maybe, maybe we'll have a normal year in 2023. I said to him, all I want is a normal Christmas, a normal year where we can all be together. So I wish that for all of us. Happy New Year. May all your dreams and all your prayers come true. Amen.